Hi, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. This is the podcast where we interview the coaches and trainers and thought leaders that are involved with Leading Agile and some of the work that we do. And what we're trying to do is focus on some of the things that we learn in the field so we can bring them back and share them with you. And today, Derek Heather is here. Derek has just completed a massive achievement of running the Unconference in Baltimore, which I believe is the first the first Agile Unconference in the area, right? That's correct. I believe so. So congratulations. Well, thank you, sir. So how did it go? It, uh, for the first time, uh, first time I'd ever done an event of this size or scale, uh, it was a, a complete success. Okay. So f- I guess I should back up a little bit. So for people who aren't familiar with it, what is an unconference? So an unconference is, I describe it as an event that is more agile than you would find like one of the agile events. So if you've been to agile 2015, 14, 13, any of those, those are planned conferences. And as a result of them, uh, you've got months and months of planning that go in, uh, are involved. You've got track chairs, you've got hundreds of people submitting talks or workshops, and there's this whole vetting process, and it's super, super heavy and intense. And but at the, but the result is a well organized conference. And the unconference is like a track that happens at the agile events. If you've ever been to an open jam or to a lean coffee at one of the conferences, imagine an entire day of that. So it's like one big open space, but it, with time boxes. It yes and no. So okay. this is what get this is what gets interesting. It gets some people very. Uh, uh, incensed is the fact that uh, open space technology or open space is think of it it's like I'm putting little air quotes up it's like you know you know open space is like scrum you know it, where whereas open space is an unconference method okay and so you can have multiple methods or multiple ways of conducting an, an unconference open space is one of them lean coffee um like I said, there's all these different ways you can do it. So there's no wrong way of doing it. But what I discovered as part of the process is people get very, uh, they're very particular. When you say open space, they get, you know, again, they get very passionate about ceremonial it. Ceremonial about it. Very ceremonial. I, it. Even with the Agile Alliance. So yeah. that was something that I discovered as part of the process. And I was uh, educated, you know, that <laughs> Derek, just because you say, you just be said because you're you're gonna. So do you're un- like all those people misusing the word agile. That's exactly yes, yes. <laughs> Except it was uh, Ainsley reached out and she's like, Derek, you know, I see that you want to do an unconference and you said open space. Is this an open space? Or <laughs> Maybe you this- want to do an unconference. Maybe we should have a talk about what you're actually saying. Yes, like that. but Ainsley so, would never say it like that. She's no, too nice. Ainsley is sweet, um, but she educated me on this, and I was very enlightened to discover, you know, that oh, there are more than one methods for an unconference, and and it was very particular because Ainsley stood up the track or the, you know, if you're gonna, if you, I, I wanted the Agile Alliance to sponsor the event. Right. I wanted them to get behind the event because I thought it was going to be good for the Agile community in Baltimore. Yep, and they're like. We're on board. But that being said, we need to know which uh, bucket of money this is going to come from. And, and I was like, excuse me? Because you just submit a form saying, I would like you to sponsor the event. They don't ask you 
they don't tell you that behind the scenes that, well, there's a traditional agile event and then there's an open space event. Ah. And so that's what they came back to me and said, oh, yeah, there is. Do you meet the conditions for open space? And that's where she, she educated me based on the, the, the space that we had and how we wanted to conduct it. If you want an open space, then you have to follow certain rules. Okay. Versus you want a non-conference, you make up your rules. And so we looked at. Uh, this is a really interesting parallel between it people is, who are doing agile and people who pretend they're doing agile by using the words. Yes, yes. Wow, that's cool. So, what were the main? I mean, you so you basically created a bunch of safe time containers for people to pitch topics and have conversations in. Right. So here's the, here's the difference. And again, here's another difference between an unconference and a traditional conference. Is a traditional conference again your agenda is set months in advance, or can right. be set months in advance, and somebody decides what the agenda is going to be. They say that they believe that this is going to be the most valuable agenda for the attendees. Right. Whereas I don't believe that that is entirely true. I think that whoever shows up is going to want to get certain. You know, they're going to want to get certain things out of a conference. And I believe that the people that show up should decide what the agenda should be. Sure. And so we created the condition and the structure so that whoever showed up could create an agenda within the first hour of the day. Okay. And and we were able to vote and prioritize and schedule and, and get our agenda kicked off and had the whole day. It all it all happened that day. Great. So, what were the main topics? What were people like all excited about focusing on? Well, this was this is the part that shocked me. So, it was a sold out event. That's and, awesome. Yeah, it, but here's the thing: this was scared the hell out of me. We probably had 500 ideas, 500 post it notes uh, in the you know in this big open open space uh, within 15 minutes. 500 ideas and. We had designated three, uh, three areas within this incubator in Baltimore, which we could uh, have our sessions. Okay. So we were going to have three sessions in three different areas. So out of 500 ideas, we needed to pare it down to nine topics. And, but, the, but here, the, the, the important thing to note is through a series of rounds, it was the group that was there that decided what was the highest priority, what was going to be. What, what sessions are we going to have? That's great. So, so you did so, follow agile practices in, in all the way through this setup of this. Setup. We did. We did. Cool. And, and again, I thought it was the most agile like conference that I've been to. Yeah. And, and because I found myself at the, at the last couple of con- uh, agile conferences, one, you know, in DC or uh, in Orlando, I found my, myself spending more and more time in the open jam area, more and more time at lean coffees in the morning, just because the more complicated uh, uh, topics were being discussed over the more challenging topics were discussed over there. Where I saw in the plan sessions, I found more of. You know, well, bang. I mean, but but I think I think you're absolutely right, and that's a comment that a number of people made at the at the event, but. That it's a money making thing. I mean, that's where they're going to bring in the bulk of their cash for the year. They've got to provide topics that are going to be Taylor Swift as opposed <laughs> to some indie rocker that you want to go listen to. I mean, they yes. need stuff that's going to help spread the word, spread the knowledge amongst as many people as possible. But they, at least they have stuff like, you know, the Open Jam and things like that where people can go and talk about whatever. 
Certainly. And I, and I don't, and I'm not dissing them at all. I think they do a, f- a phenomenal job. And I describe it as the open jam and the link coffees. I'm not saying that we need to pull away from the traditional conference. What I'm saying is there is no scarcity. There, I just say more. I just want to see more and more. Yeah. And so, so you were saying, or asking, what were some of the topics? Um, <clears throat> so the topics we had included uh, agile scaling, uh, within you know uh, matrix organizations, transitioning from waterfall to agile, uh, how to have technical excellence, how to size user sto- or how to size stories beyond the team, uh, culture roadblocks at all levels of organizations, uh, how to apply agile frameworks within business teams, and uh, and these were just and bimodal the- and bimodal bimodal, uh, which is IT Hot topic. And agile. In the enterprise, yes. Side by side, living together like cats and dogs. Yes. 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 And so they, uh, so they commanded an, an hour and a half, very deep, passionate conversation. And I, when I went into that space, I, did, I think I started a Periscope video of that one. But uh, there had to be, oh gosh, there must have been like 40 people in that area. Wow. And all very, very engaged, you know. And that and that was a, another big thing is everyone's engaged. I mean, not everyone. Well, yeah, because they I, all get to go to the thing that they chose to go to. They make they make a decision what they're going to see, and then it's very self directed, right? Yep. And they're not just being spoken to. Yeah, that's you know, cool. They're not standing up in front of a room. Which, again, if you do an unconference, if that's what you want, that's okay. You can do that. Yeah. You can have traditional, uh, you know traditional talks if you want to do that you totally can do that but we chose we wanted more of that something better more organic more organic more personal just more of conversations yeah and so uh so how many people so we actually huh this is where i got a little uh got me a little nervous we were going to put 200 people in the space and uh my colleague uh hillel glazer he was the one who helped uh, uh, connect me with the ETC incubator in Baltimore. And he's like, oh, absolutely, we can get 200 people in the space. And, and the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think we're going to get 200 people in the space. Or we could physically get 200 people in the space, but how comfortable was it going to be? So I actually cut it down. I pared it down to 100 people, which then created an interesting paradox because um, I wanted to keep costs really low. So people could just come and enjoy the event and they weren't going to pay hundreds of dollars for the event. And, but in order to do that, I needed to have sponsorships. So I had to have enough people at the event that the sponsors would see value in, you know, in, in, uh, in coming to the event. Right. Uh, so we capped it at 100 people. We sold it out and we even had a waiting list. And wow. it really, it was a little, dis- it little, it upset me a little bit. I hated the fact of turning people away, but that's the reality. I mean, that's what they call the good problem to have, Derek. Yes, and You're so supposed to be happy about that. Yes, but it's all. I mean, this is the first time. This is the first event, and so we were yeah. able to sell at the event. I learned a lot. A lot of this, is, and now that people were saying, you know, that they had such a positive experience with it, uh, I believe that we could probably double the size of the event. I think if we, you know, now I understand now how I would lay things out a little bit differently, how to handle it differently. I think we can handle twice as many people next time. And I think we could sell it again, sell it out again. 
uh, with twice as many people. But I don't want to. I don't want to get too big. But and I wanted a little bit more exclusive. I don't want people trying to register the day of the event. Yeah. You know, I want people to think about. Hey, this is something I want to do. That I want them to plan for it a little bit. But but you got to do that because I wanted to make it personal for everyone. So. It was nice that we sold out a little early because then I was able to get all the T-shirts ordered yeah. and and all the food ordered and and, and, and everything. I think two to three hundred is a really good size. Like when I go to the digital uh, PM event, um, that's three hundred, and it's it's grown each year, each mm-hmm. of the three years. But it's it's enough that it feels like there's a broad mix, and mm-hmm. but but it's not so big like the Agile conference where you're like swimming in a sea of people. Y- yes, that can be intimidating. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you go into a talk and there, it looks like there's a few hundred people in just that talk. Yep. It's yeah, overwhelming. It's a little, it's a little overwhelming, and so this is it. Just it was just big enough, but it was it was just big enough that I was like, wow, there's a lot of people here. I have no idea who they are. Yeah. But but it was intimate enough that you could you just work. You could walk around the room and engage everyone, and it not being too loud you know when you get too many people in a room it gets so loud yeah so you're gonna do another one right totally totally gonna do another one so when so i think i'm gonna do it again fall next year which will be the full full on unconference so we did it october 12th which was columbus day um positioned it that way because it was columbus uh, day is a false holiday that we're trying to eradicate yes yes and uh (laughs) And so we so we did it on the, the false holiday, and but I think we can get twice as many people in. But I, I honestly I can't wait a whole year. I can't wait a whole year to to do uh, to do another one. So what I'm going to do is in a couple of months, uh, I'm going to do a half day event. And from this event, we we were engaging people saying, "What would you do differently? What would you do? Uh, do you think we could do anything better?" And they're like, "Yes." Here, this is the irony of an unconference. They, the two most po- uh, the two most popular answers to that were, well, I would like to have more planned sessions, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, okay. They yeah. said I would like to see a keynote. I'd like to have a planned agenda, uh, and I'm like, okay. And the other one was, I'd like to see lightning talks or lightning conversations. And the light bulb went off for me because uh, I'm the founder of Agile. Uh, the Agile Baltimore Lean Coffee group. And right. I'm like, well, that's just Lean Coffee. So, so we're going to do a whole track of that. But in six months or in a couple of months, we'll do a half-day Lean Coffee event. Cool. That, because I do the monthly Lean Coffee now, but that's only an hour and a half a month, and that's yeah. just not enough. And so I think if we do a half-day on a Saturday, I think it'll scratch the itch. But I would love to do this in other cities, I would like to do them more often in the DC area, I, um, but it it does take a little bit of planning. That's it takes the, a lot of work to put on something like this. But if it, if, if people yeah. want to find out about it, where do they go? Should so, they go? Should they go to your new website? Actually, they could. <laughs> um, we've got a couple of websites you can go to. Okay. So one, uh, I am the the founder of the Agile Baltimore group in out here, and so you can go to agilebaltimore.org, and you can find about. You know, the unconference was listed there, uh, the Baltimore Lean Coffee. You could click on that and go to the meetup group so you can, if you want to come to one of the Lean Coffees, or you can even go to the Agile Baltimore LinkedIn group. Um, and it also, of course, so what you're mentioning is my my own website. Yes. So 
Not to be confused with leadingagile.com, where they can also find you. Absolutely true. Uh, but back in the day, before I came to Leading Agile, I was a blogger, and uh, I was a project manager, and, and uh, I, used to, I used to blog every single day. I used to post every single day, and it was on the topic of project management. And I just recently transitioned that project management blog into my personal blog, which is DerekHeather.com, because... Back in the day, I was dealing with project management, and now I'm dealing with agile transformations. And well, what happens in between those two things? And, and so, how do you go from being a PM to a transformation coach? That's another thing people want to know about too. I think you know, Dave. I think that'll be a, a, have to be another podcast. But um, but yeah, we all grow, and as a result, you know, my you can go to uh, DerekHeather.com and you can get links to Agile Baltimore and. Uh, and my previous writings, but now you're seeing me, you know, uh, write a lot more about just stuff that that I'm passionate about. So you'll find tradition, say, agile transformation content on Leading Agile's website. You never know what you're going to get when you go to my website. Uh, it could be a rant about red coffee cups, or you know, or I could talk about uh, you know doing agile at scale. So you just never know what you're going to get. Cool. All right. So they can find you there. They can find you at leadingagile.com where you work as a, what, what is your, is your title actually? So right now um, I'm enterprise transformation consultant in the, in the Washington DC, Baltimore area. uh, I'm a principal consultant for uh, the accounts out here. And so, uh, so that's where we are right now. Okay. So if people want to find out more about the work you're doing, they can find you at leading agile. If they're in the DC Baltimore area and they need help, they can, either find you on your website or at Leading Agile or on the Twitter? Right. So let me spell it out. D-E-R-E-K-H-U-E-T-H-E-R. So you can get me at DerekHeather.com as my blog, uh, at DerekHeather for Twitter, uh, at DerekHeather for uh, Google+, at DerekHeather for YouTube, or or even at Instagram. So... um, I yes, now have I this image of you like getting up and putting on t-shirts, say like Derek Ether t-shirt and putting on your Derek Ether pants. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, uh, again, it's like a personal branding thing. Yeah. And again, you go to leading agile, you know, you're going to get enterprise transformation consulting right? and, and enterprise transformation. You go to Derek Ether, wherever it might be, again, you might you're gonna get Derek, you're going to get me yeah. and, so, <clears throat> yeah. So, cool. if you want to see, and even so, ah, so to your point. So, if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see some of the videos that were taken at the unconference. If you go to the Agile Baltimore uh, Facebook page, you'll find pictures of of, of the unconference. Cool. Um, and if you go to Leading Agile's website, or if you go to my website, you'll see some blog posts and maybe some pictures from the unconference as well. Awesome. All right, so you're gonna have to let me know when the other ones come, the next one's coming up, the half day one, so we can start promoting that ahead of time. Absolutely, and right. again, I would love to do this elsewhere. I mean, it it really now that I get it, now I know what goes into doing it on conference, and you know, I can really help other people do some of these because it's just amazing the amount of value that people got out of this, and just to see the look on their faces at the end of the day, going, "Oh my god, I really enjoyed this." I would love to see that, you know, let, there's no reason we can't do this in Atlanta or Denver or anywhere else in the country. Cool. All right. Well, people will track you down for that as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm more sure. than happy to help. 
cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate you taking time out. Congratulations on the event. And I know everybody's going to be looking forward to the next one. All right. Thanks, Dave. And good luck with the new site as well. well. I think. Thank you, sir. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Okay, thanks. <laughs>